Welcome back to the Ride Balance Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Ride Clean. Ride Clean is an ultra premium polish, wash, and sealer. Very simple to use. Simply shake, spray, and wipe. You'll get that nice mirror-like finish. I just posted up a lot of pictures of some bikes and my bike of how clean it looks. The more you use it, the nicer it's going to look. You can also use it in the interior of your car, on your helmet, glasses, and so much more. Check them out at rideclean.co. Use promo code RBPODCAST for 15% off, plus they're adding that free shipping. So that's uh, rideclean.co, promo code RBPODCAST for 15% off, plus free shipping. You'll love it. Money back guaranteed. My guest is a friend of mine. We've ridden many times. He's also a... He's starting photography, and he's been getting really good at it. You can check out his uh, Instagram. He's also a Navy veteran and a canyon riding enthusiast, which he's really good, and he loves that a lot. My good friend, Jarek Galindez. Jarek, how are we doing, brother? Doing good, doing good. How are you? Good, man. Thank you for coming by. It's been a minute. Last time you were here was uh, UFC, right? UFC and karaoke what? night. Before COVID or? Way before COVID. That was before COVID, huh? Fucking time Pretty flies. Sure that was on my last bike as well. I was going to ask. No, that's right. You had the, uh, let's talk about your bikes. You had the Dynam. You had, no. You had the Softail? It was the Softail Lowrider. And then. No, you had the Softail Lowrider before? No. Mm-hmm. That was the Softail Lowrider? Yeah. Oh, so you had both? I had, yeah, the regular one. Okay, break it down. Break it down. <laughs> so my... Get, you get closer to the mic. Softail Lowrider was my second bike. Um, that's the one I had most of the time with. Um, it's been a pretty interesting timeline since I started riding, which was only November 2018. Wow. And I'm on... And that was, that, that was your first bike? My first bike was a Softail Street Bob. Okay. And then I had my lowrider and then now's my lowrider S. But uh that's an interesting timeline and series of events on itself. Can, so, can I ask how old you are? I am twenty eight. Twenty eight years old and you started riding two years ago. Yes. Did you have any riding experience before this? No, not anything real. Any any history and anybody riding in the family? Um absolutely. Yeah. My dad grew up. Um, well, my dad rode a bike while I was growing up. He rode a Honda RC 51, which is their racing V twin. They developed early two thousands, um, raced it in AMA Superbike, and the Superbike rules changed to not allow V twins in, um, the Superbike class. And then they didn't race it anymore and only made it until 2005, but it was crazy. It was one of my first experiences with any motorcycle and seeing a sport bike that sat, that had that V twin sound, except way higher tuned than my Arley, yeah. um, was amazing. So I thought I would ride a lot sooner. You know, he'd come back from the canyons. I'd clean the bugs off him. Oh, Hey dad, how's your ride? And he would tell me about it, tell me about any accidents, any crazy call, close calls, and then um, I was like, I'm going to be on two wheels. As soon as, as soon as I get a job, I'm getting a bike. 
then I got a job and was able to afford one, but it happened to be in the medical field and I was just like kind of turned off from seeing a lot of trauma and hearing the old and remembering the old stories. So I just wasn't in a rush to get on a bike. What, what, what stories were you, are you talking about? Oh dude, my dad would be like, Oh yeah, you know, so-and-so went down today. I passed him or I passed her and they're just, he's like, I saw them. This was, this was in the U S yeah, this is, uh, I'm from San Diego. San Diego. This is like Palomar, Palomar mountain area. He'd be like, dude, yeah, they're done. Saw him in the middle of the road, just postured up, bad spine um, injuries, and I was just like, "Oh, crazy, super now, crazy." Now, <laughs> now, I, I know, I know, you've been listening to to a few of the episodes, and and there's a statement that I always make about rider, you know, rider accidents. How much would you? And that that statement is, at one point, I would say ninety percent. Now I'm like at ninety five percent. It's rider error. How much of that would you agree with or disagree with being in the medical field? I would, I would agree with 95 around that ballpark, if not higher, you know, plus I or didn't minus. pay you to say that no, absolutely. I, I didn't convince you. This is absolutely, just- but it's not really my medical experience. It's just my experience riding. Yeah. It's just, excuse me. It's just my experience, you know, in Southern California and all the types of roads that we ride in regular riding. I commute on my bike. It's just every day. And, you know, I've only been riding for two years, but every one of those years were 20K, right? 20K years. So, um, yeah, it's definitely really close, if not higher, to 95% rider error. If, if you, it, it's also, I'm sorry, go ahead. If you choose to take on this sport and don't realize the respect that it commands, and how it's really, really completely up to you. You can't blame anyone else for what happens to you. Right. It's that's what I think it is. I think a respect for the machine and the things that could happen, the things that you should expect to happen when you're on the road around here, where it's so congested, where people don't pay attention, um, where there's things constantly in the road. It's really up to you to you know. Get out, have your fun, and get home safely. Yeah, I, I was also thinking as, as we're talking about this. I was thinking that um, ITTS by Angelus Crest, they teach uh, weapons. They teach how to do guns, and I did a couple classes for AR, rifle, shotgun, etc. Nice, nice. And the the instructor uh, Scotty, he made a good point. He's like, the more you're around the weapon, the more there's a chance of there being an accident. And that makes perfect sense. And, and I wonder if because California, it's always, you know, perfect riding weather. It's just are people, is there more people riding more of the, t- well, obviously there's more people riding more throughout the year than any other state. I wonder if that contribute, contributes to the uh, to accidents as well. I definitely get what you're saying. And absolutely, if you put yourself in the situation more often, then there's a lot more room for error. Right. But I mean... But then you get practice too. Absolutely. But I think the fact that people, so many people ride, ride year round in Southern California, I think it's, to be honest, one of the more safer places because they're so used to motorcycles constantly being on the road. I absolutely have my close calls, but I would say I, I encounter a lot of drivers that see me that make a point to, you know, 
give me some extra room. I, I encounter it often. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've had close calls, but many times with those close calls, I, I, I think once again, for, I don't think for sure it was me like, ah, oh, fuck it. I, I can get through this. I can get past this. Ah, let me go through this. Cause I like writing aggressive. And, and the reason I write it, it's weird. I write super aggressive when there's traffic, when there's traffic. Like I, I think I'm, I'm like one of the top notch traffic. I don't care if it's the street glide. I don't care what it is, but I fucking, cause I want to get out of the way of these fucking cars. I see the mirrors. They're not paying attention. Their mirrors are not lined up. Some mirrors are looking up at the sky. I see people fucking around with their phones. Absolutely. People get bored in traffic. Absolutely. So I try to get out of that as soon as possible, as, as fast as possible. Because if you just float around, I've seen people try to pass cars and as they're splitting lanes, they kind of float between two cars. No way. And no it way. takes them, you know, like five seconds, seven seconds. If you're gonna, no, if you're gonna split, you gotta, you gotta take it. You gotta take it as Absolutely. quick as possible. And I know there's a lot of people that are listening, and like, ah, we know that, we know that. But there's a lot of people that don't know that, and they should know that. If you, there's, you should ride responsibly and aggressively. But, anyways, that that. No, I I completely agree. I'm the same way. You know making that noise, you know, a couple extra revs, you know, I actually, to be honest, in traffic, when it's stopped up on both sides, I actually try my best to kind of serpentine between them just so they see my headlight modulating. I'll turn my hazards on as well, some extra lights. Um, I really do my best to, you know, make a space, make myself be known in those situations. And Definitely with the aggression, like the faster I'm out of it, the better. The better. Way better. Yeah, because the end conclusion would be if it's you, if it's your bike against a car, you're going to lose that battle. Just just get the fuck out of there. And fuck the road rage. Fuck everything else. What do you love about your Harleys? And from the Harleys you've had and the bikes you've had, which ones are your favorites? And what do you love? Is it the culture? Is it the bike? Is it the colors? It's, is it the sound? Is it the feel? What, what is it? It's definitely a mix of everything. You know, um, I'm a, I'm a motorcycle, you know, enthusiast. I ride Harleys exclusively because one, that's all I can really afford or have space for at the moment, but I'm definitely one of those guys. Like, I wish I could have one of everything. Um, when it comes down to, you know, only being able to ride one logistically, I choose my Harley just, you know, I like the sound. I like the V-Twin. I like the lines. But, I mean, the culture around here is awesome. And, obviously, I've only been around majority of Harleys. But, I mean, that doesn't mean that there aren't other bikers on different bikes to the spots that we pull up to. And then, you know, you ask questions about those. And, um you learn more about sport bikes or naked bikes or, you know, adventure bikes like your guys's, um, the super sports, like the R one M's, you know, no, they're all nice. They're all nice. They're all but I think if I had to pick one reason, I think that it's just the comfort of my Harley. It's an easy stance to be on for, you know, a bunch of miles and, you know, I haven't really test rode too many other bikes, but I mean, if you don't know anything about motorcycles, you know that cruisers are more comfortable. So that's, that's what I gravitated towards. You know, like I mentioned, it took a while for me to stop making excuses and hop on a bike, but, um, I was like, I, 
I'm going to be on a cruiser. And I hopped on a cruiser and, you know, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love all of them. I want to get all of them. I'm going to buy all of them. I'm going to do it one way or another. I don't know how. Sounds good. <laughs> hit, hit me up so I could test ride some you of know? them. <laughs> um, I had a uh, Guillermo here from Rider Sharem and he's doing like the Airbnb version of, um, of motorcycles or okay. I'm sorry, Toro of motorcycles. Okay. So that's a good way to like get on a bunch of motorcycles and test them out and get out there. Uh, what about your customization on your bike? What have you done? What are you looking to do? Um, so far I haven't done too much, um, on my, you, you changed exhaust. You have air cleaner. Um, I only changed my exhaust to my TBR shorty turnout had to get polished, you know, to go with my current theme. Um, I basically took the, you know, stock FXLRS and wanted to hit it with Chrome. You know, my first bike, my soft tail street bomb, I blacked everything else, uh, brock black, blacked everything out. And, you know, it was my first bike, you know, you fall into that, um, that stage and, um, it was cool. I liked how it looked. And then I got moved on to my regular lowrider, which came with Chrome. Instead of blacking everything out, I only blacked some things out and kept some Chrome. Well, now with the FXLRS, I went the complete opposite and am trying to Chrome as much out as I can. <laughs> so, what, what color is it? It's silver. It's the so Barracuda silver. silver. Barracuda yep. silver with all Chrome, everything. Absolutely. I wanted something shiny, something shinier. It's funny how we go through these phases. Uh, I wanted a matte black uh, Harley for a while. And then in 2000, I want to say 2010, 2011, they made the matte black streak line. Um, I was going to get it, but I was at the dealership and I just kept looking at it. And it's cool for, it's cool for the first month, but there's something about you know, getting, you know, the, the shiny black, the vivid black. And there's something about when it gets dirty and you clean it off and then it shines again. Absolutely. And then it gets dirty and you clean it and you shine it off. And the matte, after seeing it for like six months, I was like, this is such a dull color. They did a crimson red too, which was like a burgundy matte. Okay. And just after a while, that. yeah, after a while, it, for me, it, it, for me, this is my preference. For me, it got old. I, I, I said, you know what? There's, because it would get a little dusty. You would mm -hmm. dust it off and kind of look, you know, the same. It looked matte, you know, but right now I did, uh, I did all white with the BMW and I'm, I'm going all white and black, more white. I even did the crash bars white. And now I want to take the stickers off, even the red and, and blue sticker. I started okay. taking it off, but those stickers are so difficult to take off that <laughs> I spent, I'm not joking. I spent an hour and a half taking off two stickers of the five on one side of the tank. Oh man. Yeah, and I have the heat guns, and I have the the plastic picks, and I got the fucking goo off. I got it all. It took me so long to get just two little stickers off. And it's that's like a substantial project because you're dealing with this heat. Now you're burning, burning your fingertips. You're being careful so you don't scratch your tank yeah. or whatever you're taking the sticker off of. It's pretty involved for like a simple change and... But I've yeah. done it on so many bikes. <laughs> I, I've done it. I've, I've, you know, the first thing I do on my bikes, I take off all the reflect, all the anything that reflects on a bike, I take it off. Oh yeah, I used to. to do it. When I, to. I used to do it when I had BMXs as a kid. I'd take them off the pedals. I'd take them off the, the, the spokes. I'd take them off from behind the seat. I'd take off the little anything that had a reflector. I'd take it off uh, for safety features. You should keep it, but I would take it off. I did the same thing with the BMW. 
Um, I did it with all Harleys. I've taken, I took the whole badge off the Harley on the streak line. Okay. And, and it wasn't nothing compared to what I'm dealing with the stickers on the gas tank. I'm going to have to take it somewhere and have them take it off. Good luck with it. Yeah. No, <laughs> have I fun it. with that. What's your favorite ride? What, what, what's been the best ride, best experience in California? What are your top three? Um, to be honest, I haven't really gone on any trips or, you know, no, but Angeles Crest, oh. uh, Malibu, have you been up PCH? Absolutely. Um, it just kind of depends on what you're into and what are you into? You know, I love the canyons. I love the canyons. I like getting into those curves and what, which ones do you do? Zuma or, um, to be honest, my personal favorite is, um, It's next to GMR. Azusa. Azusa. Azusa Canyon. I don't know why. It's yeah. been a while. It's been hot. Been taking a break. So um I would I'm gonna say that if I could only pick one road, um, I would probably pick Azusa for the local area. It's it's just the perfect mix for me. Um, you know, I live a little bit further south, you know, in Huntington Beach, so Azusa's a lot closer than Angeles Crest or, you know, the Malibu canyons. Um, so if I'm busy or I have other things going on, I'll just shoot out there to Azusa. You know, the first half is full of sweepers, a lot of high speed. Um, and then you get to the top half and it's just hairpins and it's awesome. You, it gets really, really technical. You get into the hairpin, regular hairpins, then you get into like off camber hairpins and, it's just a lot of fun for me, you know, taking that big machine that's definitely not made to be doing that to, you know, seeing what it's got. It, it, it's a trip seeing your characteristic of how mellow you are and how chill you are and seeing you ride because you, you ride pretty fucking aggressive, especially <laughs> in the canyons. I'll be riding and I'll look over and I'll see you and I'm like, fuck, like he's really like on my ass. Or if you pass <laughs> me, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? It, it doesn't go with your personality. Like there's some people that look like dicks and they ride like dicks and that's just, you know, <laughs> fuck it. You know, that's look, ah, look at this. You dick. could expect it. Yeah. But with you, you could totally just have a conversation with people like, what's up? Hey guys, happy, you know, just chill. And then you get on your fucking bike. And as soon as there's canyons, you turn into a beast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's the type of, you know, that's what really gets me going. You know, that's, that's what I really look forward to when I have the time and to be able to do that. But Cruising's nice too. I'll definitely always seek out canyons, um, no matter on on what motorcycle that I'm on, just because I love the technicality and really, you know, seeing where I'm at. Not that I'm like super good at them or anything like that. I just, you know, you figure it out real fast, and then uh, and the you, decisions you got to make, and how precise, and how you go into turns, and how you get out of them how clean the road is in that particular area, this particular time, you know, historically this part's been clean or historically this part's been dirty. Um, now it's dusty. Now you got to watch for these spots or, you know, it's, it's a little gloomy this morning. So the road conditions are definitely not up to par. It's just, I like going through the canyons at the different parts of the year and just, you know, seeing what I can read off that particular ride. Um, it's always going to be different no matter how many times you've ridden that road. Um, but yeah, that's what I, re that's my top type of riding. For 
for sure. So canyons. Absolutely. Do you have any uh, any future trips that you're trying to plan or you dream of doing that you just saw, fuck, this is the spot or or just kind of whatever happens, happens? You know, I'd, I'd like to. I wish that I could, you know, plan out. It's just that I'm just so busy with work and school at the same time that I just know that I won't really be able to plan out any significant anything significant. Um, I know I did take a trip to Sedona recently and take um, I think it's the 17 going north in in Arizona. I would love to ride that. That's pretty quick, you know, there and back or even 1K in a day through Sedona. Yeah. Or parts of Arizona. I definitely want to go east if I did a 1K in a day. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. Um, nothing in particular planned out. But, I mean, eventually as many as I can. <laughs> yeah. What, where, where are you working and what are you studying? So right now I'm working at Camp Pendleton. I'm a simulation operations specialist. Um and I'm also studying general biology as a pre-med. So pretty busy with both. Family? Nope. Single. Married, single? I mean, I have a girlfriend, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I work with the Navy. I help them train their medical staff. Are, are you, are you considered, are you military? You have to be military. No, no, no I'm, I'm prior. Um, I'm just basically a government contractor or military contractor that is basically stationed at my site. And then I kind of basically give recommendations for how to conduct um, their medical training with specific equipment. So you're contracted, meaning the company you work for is private and they have a contract with the military? Yes, they, they wow. won the contract, yes. That's fucking awesome. How long has that been going on? I've been doing that for approximately three years now. Three years? How long yeah. has the company had that contract? Um, the one that I'm with right now has had it for two of those years. And you tra and you train, what, what, may I ask, what background you have that you train the Navy? Uh, and and what, like, what's, what do you specialize in? Okay. Would be the question. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, right out of high school. Coronavirus? I <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I wish. Um, no, I... Was in the Navy for seven years out of high school. Um, they trained me as a medic. Um, my particular background is field medicine. So doing medicine where there's not a whole lot of resources, where it's dirty, where you're possibly getting shot at. Um, we take, you know, physicians and nurses and PAs and nurse practitioners and other medics, and we train them to do their job that they're used to doing in the hospital in a hostile, in an aust austere environment. So they basically build hospitals out of tents that can do the same thing as a brick-and-mortar hospital, um, except that they build it in places that need extra help or in a war zone. And, and, and this extra help is like um, earthquakes, uh, mm -hmm. hurricanes. Humanitarian, humanitarian. Type, type aid. Um, so there's definitely plans of them going out to help the hotspots for coronavirus. Um, 
within the United States, um, as well as other places. Yeah. Wink, so, wink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that's an interesting feel. That that's a never ending career and and requirement in as long as we live. That's for sure. What's what's the inside uh, information on uh, on what 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 are you guys saying about the COVID? Gonna um, last long? Vaccines? No vaccines? Is it gonna go away? Is it gonna disappear? <laughs> are we gonna wake up and it's gone? Did Trump create it? I have no idea. I There's, I wish I was important enough to have. Uh, Special insight, but I'm definitely not. Um, but any rumors? Nah, no, not from us. We just stay ready. When's it gonna end? No, no dates. No idea. Man, this guy, I can't get nothing <laughs> out of him, ladies and gentlemen, and other <laughs> genders out there. Trust me, if I was important enough to know these tidbits, I'd have a couple more Harleys. <laughs> yeah, this or is, other motorcycles. <laughs> this, this is true. This is true. I heard. I heard right now winter starting, flu season starting, those are going to go into COVID cases. Numbers are going to rise extremely. Well, actually, just Friday was the highest reported number of COVID cases in one day, and then Saturday was even more, right? And I think Sunday matched Saturday. So that's already happening. Uh, And I I think there's going to be another lockdown. I predict you heard it here first on the Ride Balance podcast. I think June. Oh, man, here we go. I think June from from all the bullshit that from all the bullshit that all of us have been hearing because we all been hearing the same shit somewhere you know it's all fucking mm-hmm. circulating it's amazing that I see a meme and somebody's like yeah I just saw that meme you know or mm-hmm. I talked to somebody in a different country different state like yeah Absolutely. I saw that one they're seeing the, all the same we're all content. seeing the yeah. same content if we're if we're <laughs> looking at it but I I think I think after June I think June will start but I think it's gonna get really fucking shitty right now it's already shitty man look what's going on in Turkey look what's going on in Armenia look what's going on Greece now Turkey's got ships in Greece and Greece is like what are you doing here and they're like we're doing exercises Paris have you seen what happened to Paris I have not oh my god man Muslims are just losing their fucking minds over there they've already stabbed they've already shot they've already been rioting they've been Paris like Trump says Paris ain't Paris it's for the last two weeks or week and a half Paris has been going to shit. Really? Turkey and Armenia are in a full war. I mean, they're on a full war. Hundreds of soldiers I heard about that. are dying I heard about a day. That. I heard about that. And this morning, Turkey just had an earthquake, 7.0, you know, in the main city on the opposite side of where the war's at. So Greece felt it. You know, they had a oh, major earthquake. Um, what else is going on? We're dealing with COVID. Washington, th- this is not on the media, but Washington, D.C., uh, Virginia, the whole East Coast. They're full on riots right now, but they're not even talking about it on the medium. Rumor says that um, that they're not talking about it anymore because it was affecting Biden's votes, you know, because supposedly you know the BLM and Democrats—that's oh, wow. what they were fighting for. But now, because it's affected his votes so much, you know, like three, four weeks ago, they stopped covering it. But if you look at Washington, so bad. <laughs> yeah, if you look at Washington D.C. right now, it's a fucking mess. It's a mess, more, and more so Virginia. Virginia, they say, is. I mean, it doesn't say. You can look at the videos. It's 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 fucked up. So yeah, I I I don't know. And then, and then it's gonna get worse with the COVID numbers and cases. And then now the more homeless are gonna come to California. Did you hear about that? No, I did not hear so, about that because it's winter. Because it's oh, winter, so it's other a, states. It, you, this is as warm as it gets. This exactly. Yeah. So other states, you know, they they've been doing this for years where they'll just get greyhounds, pay the tickets, and fucking go to California. 
And look how bad our numbers are. If you look at Venice, downtown, Brentwood. You go to Brentwood, there's fucking tents. You know? It, That's it's insane. 23 million. Um, and, and you know, Jarek, I always go off my fucking topics. But 23 million Americans are behind on their rent right now. And they're protected under this, you know, no eviction law. Mm-hmm. So what that ends january or december did they extend that because it it expired for a while they've extended it it a few times they extended it it was supposed to be till october then they said december then i I, the last one i heard i think i heard january but 23 million americans are behind on their rent and trust me the homeowners are more fucked you know because you know well everybody's gonna be fucked when the time comes Mm -hmm. but um it's it's interesting times it's fucking interesting. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, I definitely think that it sucks, um, but it's just like you can't help but think like why we let ourselves get into this situation. And you know, I wish I had more you- to more you know information on how to suggest how to fix it. But I'm just kind of. Going through the motions just like any other other average guy. I know there's some extremely terrible things going on for our country right now, you know, logistically, financially, you know, socially. Um, it's just like if only there was some way that we could, you know, collectively just all fix it. You know, definitely it's it's obviously a lot more intricate than that, but obviously. you know um and then elections next week. It's just, it's Oof. like a huge snowball. <laughs> That's going to be fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what that brings for our holiday season. Should be an interesting one. Let's see what happens. How about them <laughs> Dodgers? I, I saw that. Um, I don't watch too much baseball, but I will tune in to a couple innings, you know, during the playoffs. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What was it? 1988 was the last time. The lights did the thing that you warned me about. I told you, and I told you, so you don't <laughs> say anything, and you totally just said something. Oh yeah. man, and I like, had to, I had to, but it was nice. It was a nice dimming. It wasn't like abrupt. Yeah. Um, I expected it to like go super dark. I expected it to go super dark. So yeah, no, no that's it, not well, bad. Well, at all. I have the backup light. Mm-hmm. Before I didn't have the backup light, so all of a sudden I'd be doing an interview, and it would just. Be pitch black. Oh, I'd yeah. have to do these weird <laughs> things with my hands, and then that freaked them out even that's, more. That's, Can you imagine the lights turn off and then it's pitch black, and then I'm like this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, then they're like, "What's going on?" <laughs> I'm just waving my hands over. I my just came here to do a podcast. I don't know what's going to happen. Why now. did he turn off the light? And why is he waving his arms <laughs> over his head? Is he mad? Oh man! And how come he's not speaking anymore? No, I I totally get that motion too because <laughs> in my office, um, it all the lights are motion sensor, but the motion sensor for my corner doesn't get tripped if the guy in the desk next to me is isn't there so i kind of basically depend on that guy to be at his desk and moving around for my lights to be on because if i don't have to get up and go dance in front of the motion sensor which is like behind a shelf oh geez for some weird reason and And, what's this every hour or every 30 minutes um I think that I've found a way to prolong it to an hour, but if I don't hit the switch and turn the little green light off that I don't know what it does, it seems to be every half hour. 
but I think I turned that little green light off and it gives me a full hour, but it doesn't keep it on. So, yeah, these bad boys, when they were set up, they were like at five minutes and five minutes in a garage goes by so fucking quick. So now I finally got to mess with it and got it to 30 minutes, at least this half of the, the, the area. Okay. The other half still turns off in five minutes, which is still annoying. What, what gear are you rocking right now? What helmet, what jacket, gloves? Um, very minimal gear for me. <laughs> um, I am rocking my showy RF 1200. I love very that. Nice. Love that helmet. It's so quiet. It's so light. So aerodynamic. I mean, I came from, um, a Simpson, which is, you know, you buy your first Harley in Southern California. You got to buy a, Simpson. you got to buy a Simpson. You got to, it looks too cool. Yeah. But, um, you have to. But the sizing was off, and I got mine, I think, a size too big um, because they run a lot larger. But I heard about the sizing differences, but I just didn't want to believe them. I just wanted my Simpson on my head so I could look cool. Uh, (laughs) So I got the one that was in stock, and then I rocked that. And just the extra space, like, it's not that it was loose, like, dangerously loose. It just... I always had to wear a bandana even when my hair was short. It sounds like it was too dangerously loose. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, okay, let's hear about your bandana. uh, Yeah, I had to, I always had to wear that. And then um, it was just loud. It was loud. And then I would pull up and my friends would have showies and I would like move a showy for them. And just holding it, there's a huge quality difference it was just a solid helmet like my i then i would go pick up my simpson and it just wasn't as well put together in my opinion in my opinion um i'm sure it would have done the job just fine but i love my love my show rf 1200 it's a good helmet I, i i i rock that one the 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 showy matches my bike the BMW, which is weird because I'm taking all the colors off. And now I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I got to get an all white and black helmet. This helmet on top, that has been one of my favorite helmets. The fucking thing is it's just so fucking used now. I've had that for years. But that's a Nex carbon fiber leather wrapped helmet. And, you know, everybody's like, what the fuck? Your helmet's leather wrapped? And, yes, it's leather wrapped. And it's light as fuck. And it's super quiet. Obviously, it's double the price of the showy. Mm-hmm. For the bang, the showy's the best. Um, and then Absolutely. and then the other helmet that I just bought, which is kind of interesting. I wanted to do a review on it, but it's the Cena. Uh, what the fuck is it called? The one with the built-in Bluetooth. Have you seen the Cena, the new Cena? I've I haven't heard of them making helmets. Okay, so they they made a helmet. Check this yeah. out. To me, it is the by far the best affordable all-in-one helmet. Okay. Like 100%. It, it, it's it's $199. It's a modular helmet, very low profile. It doesn't look big. It doesn't, you know, it locks in very nice. It has the fucking shades, the glasses on and off, and it has the Bluetooth built into the fucking headset. Now, the bad is you compare getting a, a showy or you compare getting a helmet and buying the Cena separately and and putting it on your helmet, so let's say that costs like four or five hundred bucks. If mm-hmm. you do that system, Easy. it sounds 
really good. Like you will have conversations right now on the phone and people are like, you're on your bike. You can't even tell you're on your bike. You can't even tell you're on your bike with this budget Cena um, or Santa. How would you say it? Santa or Cena? I say Senna, but Senna? I'm not opposed to Cena either. Senna. It's Cena. very, very exotic. Yeah. S E N A. I can um, roll with that. You know, so with, with the, I like Cena, but it sounds like John Cena, like Senna. I think I've seen one of their tutorials, like from the company. I think they said Senna. Senna. But that makes could more be sense. Wrong. That I could be sense. wrong. Senna. Who knows? I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. But that budget helmet, modular, fucking has a little dark shades. Um, it turns on. Music sounds good. The problem is it's it's noisy, number one. Number two, people can hear you, and you can hear them. Awesome. But they know you're on a motorcycle. They, they can hear the person next to you in the car you know, playing music. Like okay. it's, it's very, very loud. Um, so it's a little noisy. It's, it's, it's moderate noisy. And the sound qualities uh, for phone calls is okay, but it makes phone calls. So for anybody that's in a budget to pay $199 and get all the features, it is absolutely fucking worth it. Now, if you could spend five, six, seven, dollars $700 and get the showy. Well, actually, the showy, I think, is um, is what, $499? Um, I think for the solid colors around there, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, the multicolors or the... Those will creep up those real will, fast. Those will definitely creep up. <laughs> real fast. And then the, the scene is like 350 or 400 bucks, Approximately. So $900 versus $199 all built in, fuck, it's not a bad deal. No, absolutely. It's such a good deal. I actually picked up two of them. That's a huge margin for all the basic features. That's it's doable. the only modular helmet I have, actually. You know, and I mm-hmm. never even wanted to buy a modular helmet because because it's not actually it's right there. Okay, that like it, it's super low profile, so that's the large. And like I said, it's got the fucking visor. I I really got to do reviews because I I just have too much shit to review. I mean, it looks solid from here. It looks super solid, right? Yeah. And it comes in a matte. I think it comes in a shiny, but the ones I got were matte. Um, it's anyways. It's it's a great fucking helmet. It's a great helmet. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah. So what what else, brother? What what else is going on in life? Any shows, anything you're going to ride out too soon, anything you're looking forward, anything you miss since this whole COVID thing? Um I'm just kind of bummed that all the shows that I was looking forward to, um you know, Born Free, um Dina Days since it all got canceled, I'm just just biding my time till next time we can all go. I still keep my born free grass passes, you know, under my monitor. They're still there, ready to go so, <laughs> for next year, hopefully. Or so. So what happened? You bought the tickets, and they're doing refunds, or they're going to honor it when they redo it? Or no, I. What's the deal? From what I understood, I I don't think I even really looked into like what they put out about it. It's just, you know, I know so many people, I think someone told me that they would just honor the grass passes that they already sold. So they weren't doing any refunds or anything like that. Not that I know of. So they're going to blow the money they're going to get, they're going to get some Coke, <laughs> some hookers, fucking party during this COVID. And then next year they'll be like, ah, sorry, no, no, I'm less. We shall see. We shall see what happens. We with them. shall see. <laughs> we'll see. 
Yeah, it, it's amazing. I was just talking about how I miss just going to the movie theaters. Just fucking simple shit. But then there's places like Miami or Florida. They're doing whatever they want. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of harder for me to kind of answer because or- I live in Orange County. So. Right. Um, We've You've got kind all the of fires. What's going on with the fires? I don't know, man. It better not be any more. Um, what are those gender reveals? <laughs> it better not be any more gender reveals. But um, no, uh, yeah, that's going on in Irvine, and then another one, all, Santiago Canyon or something. Northern California, like forty percent of Northern California is on fire. Not cool. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. Um, what were we talking about before the fires? We were talking about uh, Orange County movie theaters. Oh yeah, and, and um, our our stuff has like kind of gradually been opening. Um, I'm, but what restaurants or the restaurants, restaurants, malls, outdoors, right? Indoors, 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 indoor restaurant. Mm-hmm. Wow, I haven't mm-hmm. seen one of those in it's, so long. It's so funny because <laughs> like what. Now that we hit that topic, so the f- the first day that they allowed indoor seating was a Tuesday, and me and my girlfriend and her mom went to Taco Tuesday at El Torito. So we, you know, met the hostess, and then you know we wanted a table for three, and she said, "Okay, just follow me," and then took a step towards the inside of the restaurant. And we were just all frozen, staring at her, like, "Whoa, <laughs> don't, you, don't you mean outdoors?" And then she's like, "You can sit inside if you want." Like, we just opened. Orange County said we can open today, and we opened today. We opened the inside today. So you had no idea. Had no clue. Um, so we actually opted to stay outside because it was the nicest weather that we'd had, like in the middle of the heat wave. And, um, yeah, we were completely taken by surprise. But after that, everyone else is, you know, getting their staff together and reopening indoor seating and indoor dining. It's about time. I hope it, I hope that happens everywhere. It, it really needs to, even though I think everything's going to get shut down again, but hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully everything opens up. Um, how, how's the photography? Which Ooh. camera, which camera did you get? What are you practicing? Ooh, I have my sony a7r3 um, that's camera mirrorless right it's a mirrorless camera yes i just have my one lens my uh 50, start somewhere my 55 millimeter um zeiss you know i just wanted you know the general purpose focal length and i just you know work with what i got for now um all started with wanting be- better pictures of the end the places that I end up on my bike. Um, I had a smaller crop sensor before that that I bought off of Craigslist for a pretty good deal. Um, threw that in my handlebar bag. And as I ended up taking more pictures, I just kind of wanted them to get better. Right. <laughs> you, yeah, I, you I got did. into it. You got into it very deep. Like, oh, uh, I mean, what were you doing? YouTube videos or just fucking reading books or <laughs> YouTube videos, talking to friends, you know, getting their input. You know, I have a lot of great resources helping me. Um, But, you know, it's just the basics. Um, And then it just progressed from 
getting tired of taking pictures of my bike. It's just like a stationary item when it's on the stand and kind of progressing towards people, you know, just the different things that you can portray with one little tweak of someone's, you know, facial expression, um, the way they're standing, you know, I am completely fascinated by that. And I really don't know anything about working with, you know, models or people that know how to pose, but I definitely would love to um, work my way up to that. You're, you're getting there. You took some amazing pictures of me on my bike uh, that one time at the coffee shop. Those were those were really awesome. They were very casual. Definitely that, that, one of my favorite ones for sure. Yeah, that that was very casual when you did it. You know, it wasn't like hey, stand there or pose. Like it was just like I got my camera. Oh, Robert's standing next to his bike. Uh, luck taking picture. <laughs> Pure yeah. Luck. Well, you know what? Yeah. The, you, it, 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 I studied photography in high school just because I didn't want to do anything else, and you know, for my electives. And luckily, the teacher liked me so much that you know I got to stay there longer than what I was supposed to. Perfect. What I learned about photography in my experience is, you know, what I hated is we, we would use film and we'd do black and white and we had to, you know, put our hands in a little fucking dark, you know, uh, mm -hmm. bag and then you had to open up the film thing, jar or the little canister or whatever you want to call it. And then we would have to pull out the film and this is in a black bag so you can't see what your hands are doing. You could only feel and then you have this reel and you got to like slide it into this reel. Once it slides in properly, you can turn it and it just continue feeding until it's done. Then you put it in a jar or in a little container. Once you have it in the container, you put a top on it, you close it. You can't take your hands out until you're done with this process. Okay. Because wow. any light exposed to the film mm -hmm. will fuck it up. So I hated that process. Then the next process was once you had that set, you had to go to the sink and you had to get the temperature. I think it was like 68 degrees and you had to mix so-and-so chemicals and you had to get fucking right. And if you fuck that up, then when you develop your film, it doesn't come out properly. Then once you figure that part out, you had to go into the fucking dark room or the, the red, whatever they call it. Yeah. Dark room. Mm -hmm. So you went to the dark room and now you got to make your own chemicals there. Right. And then you got to expose it and how much light and you know, from the film, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, long story short, for like months, I hated that process. My favorite process was taking pictures, 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 pictures. Then what ended up happening is all that became routine. That was always the same system. It was always the same reel. It was always the same container. It was always the same black bag. Now all of a sudden, something that took me like 15 minutes now took me like three minutes. Wow. Now developing the film, it was always 68 degrees. It was always this much, you know, chemical mix up. That was all the same. Now I'm developing these pictures and I'm looking at these pictures and I go, fuck, I'm off you know, two inches, or I should have shot higher, or I should have shot lower. And what I concluded was, is that the hardest part about photography, especially back then, was the actual picture, you know, because everything else is a system. And you're going to learn that system with practice and, you know, discipline, you know, that it, it won't change. It will not change. You do that for six months, it's going to be the same for 30 years, you know, and that's something that I like about, you know, this digital age right now, especially you know, I heard I heard about the Sony's is that what you see on the lens is what you get. Where yes. we're, we're with a mirror yes. with a mirror like uh, camera. That's not the case. You know, you actually got to take the picture and then you got to fucking duck down and look and see how good that picture is going to take. Mm -hmm. So. So why did you get the Sony mirrorless? Did you have cameras before and you know about this or that was your first <laughs> camera? 
No, I didn't have any cameras before. It's just YouTube. I just YouTube like for Best my fucking camera, <laughs> fucking three thousand dollars for my a <laughs> my a six thousand. It was a you know an older camera when I bought it, um, but people said that it was relevant, and I didn't need anything crazy. I never saw it progressing past me using that a6000 ever i i was just like oh i might be able to change the lens here but this is going to be good enough for me um and then i you know started looking at more pictures and i figured i wanted to try a full frame sensor and what what, what does that mean real quick full frame uh, sensor the full frame sensor is basically i might have this wrong but it's the equivalent of a 35 millimeter sensor for older cameras and my crop sensor aps-c was smaller by a factor of 1.5 so um which which represents the what the quality of the picture the size of the picture the size, the size I, I think the, the size and the megapixels probably or fixed megapixels or I think it's like the aspect ratio. Um, I understand. I'm always talking out of my ass. I'm I'm just really trying to understand. <laughs> me too. Trust yeah. me. Me too. Um, it's definitely a more narrow picture that you can take because basically. Um, when you have a crop sensor, when you put a lens on it, it gets zoomed in. So that focal length is zoomed in by a factor of 1.5. So if I had, with with my 35 millimeter lens on my crop sensor camera, it was closer to a 50 with that 1.5 um, what, factor. What, what What's... What's so wrong with just having an iPhone camera? <laughs> What's so? Because pe- people go crazy. I, I, I like I. I've concluded I am a professional iPhone photographer. <laughs> I have a Canon 80D, and I, I can't figure it out. That's the honest truth. And some of the pictures I take with my iPhone, I'm like, fuck. I'm a professional iPhone photographer. But what, what, what's wrong with just? And I'm kind of busting your balls, but I really want to hear an answer here. To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just felt like they were kind of grainy. Um, but grainy in what sense? Grainy when you're looking at it on your phone or when you print them out? Or um, have you I've never, I've never printed out a iPhone picture, and I've only printed out maybe three or four pictures um, as a gift to a friend. But um, I don't. There's where I want more detail. It's the only way that I can like explain it now, just from my point of view now working with um, mirrorless cameras is just like, you just kind of see the lack of data there in the picture um, with my full frame or my APS-C, just those sensors capture more data for the picture, more data. Yeah, more that, information, more details, mm-hmm. more colors, black or blacks, white or white. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, for someone who really knows what they're doing with photography, they can take in my iPhone and take pictures that'll blow my 
full frame sensor out of the water. Um, you think so? Absolutely. Yeah, but if you get somebody top notch on your camera, and then you get somebody top notch on the newest iPhone, obviously your camera is going to fucking blow it out of the water. True. For the pros out there, for, for me, the- not so much. Maybe I don't know. But you get in there. <laughs> but you get in there. It's a uh, baby steps. Baby steps. I, I I like I like the fact that you ride your motorcycle. I like the fact that you take your cameras. I like the fact that you've been taking pictures of other riders. I like the fact you promote it on your site. It, it's a good thing. What's your uh, What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is JG one nine zero four. And you post a lot of pictures there, right? I try to. I try to. It's just I try not to post too many pictures of my bike. Um, try to get some landscape. Try to get pictures of people. I try to mix it up. But if I'm lacking anything that would break up the monotony, then I won't post it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? Where do you see yourself in five years? And then uh, we'll answer that. Five years. What's the goal in five years? In five years. Are you I, staying in California or are you leaving? Oh, I'm, I'm going to be here. I'm Damn right. Well, we'll see. Well. In five Damn. years, hopefully I'm in medical school somewhere. Are you going to stay in school forever? I hope not. I hope I it ends five one day. years from now, man. <laughs> I Since I met you, you've been in school. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I I started off full time with my full time job, but you know I need to keep my GPA competitive for the medical programs. Um, so the last couple semesters, I switched to part time, just so I can I don't have to split up all my attention between work between multiple science classes between multiple electives. Um, now I'm taking a little bit slower, but, um, yeah, I definitely hope that I'm in medical school in five years, hopefully in Southern California, hopefully in LA. Hopefully, um, hopefully. Cause it's you're, just, you're, you'll miss these fucking roads. We have some of the nicest roads <laughs> and not that the roads are shit, but, you know, trails and fucking adventures and everything else. We have some of the nicest places to go to and hotspots for Absolutely. motorcycles. It's all here. The famous uh, ride boundless question, if money was no object to you and you can get any motorcycle in the world or galaxy, which motorcycle would you get and what would you add to it? That is, that is a hard one. It's deep. And I can only pick one. Only one. I can only pick one. You get another girlfriend. You keep your current girlfriend, but you get another girlfriend. She's like, honey, I'll buy you any motorcycle you want. Oof. I know that's so bad. You're going to get in so much trouble for that comment. But We'll see if she even listens to this. Yeah. She likes me enough to listen to this. We'll find out. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a really, really hard one. I'm going to have to say for the money... It would probably be a Ducati. <laughs> Which one? The whatever the highest trim of the V4 is, the Panigale V4. The Panigale V4? Yeah. Because of price or because that's something you want? Um, well, since price isn't an an option, uh, a factor, no, it's definitely something I've always wanted. Yeah. Ever since the first Panigale. What's the MSRP on that? I think for the top trim, well, see, back when 
back when I was paying attention to Ducati's um, way, way before I started riding, actually, um, I think the Panigale R for the 1199 and the 1299 was in the 40s to 50s. Oof. Yeah. Up there. For the, for the R. There was the base and then the S and then there was the R. Um, so the base would start at 40 and it'd go up from there? No, no, no. no. The, the base or, was, was top. in the mid-20s and then the, the S would be you know a couple thousand more and then the R would be in the 40s, if I'm not mistaken. It's probably much higher for um, the actual Panigale V4. Now, um, that's kind of just a bike that I've always admired the lines on and the aesthetics and there's obviously motor and technology to back it um but i mean that that bike and its competitors or the s1000 rr or the r1m are just i mean for someone with my ability would all be the same yeah but since we're talking about no factors here, then yeah. it would definitely be a Pan- Panigale V4R. Have you um, have you done any training courses or classes, and are there any that you want to do if you haven't? No, aside from the basic one, I have not. But definite, I've definitely considered going to maybe like an intermediate course or one of those courses that, um, like law enforcement puts on just because those guys can ride. Oh, those guys, absolutely. Those guys do it every day in the cold and the heat, and they know what the hell they're doing. Um, and I would definitely love to take some pointers from them someday. Uh, but as of right now, I haven't really actively pursued it. Um, where I did my basic course, they offered an intermediate course, and I heard the instructor that teaches it does it on a road king and just shreds so um i might go back there but um as of right now but it's funny because you i like i can do i i can ride my streak line or a road king way better than a dyna way better than a soft tail just it's just the, the center of gravity really? the balance so much more i did my dmv test on a streak line Wow, you know, and, and I've said that a million times. I know people are gonna get annoyed by that, but yes, I'm bragging, and it was very cool <laughs> because I I rode. I had a streak line. I I've been riding bikes for almost like ten years, and I never got the license. And then finally, I scheduled an appointment to get the license, and this guy was gonna let me borrow his scooter, you know, to uh, do the test, uh, and he charged the six pack of beer. So I was like, all right, cool. So I said, tomorrow morning, I'm gonna pick it up. I'll bring your six pack of beer. Blah blah. I wake up, guy doesn't answer. I got to go to my appointment. I say, fuck it. I take my bike. I go in the street line. When I pull up there, the DMV lady's like, you're, you're going to do it on that? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's really big. And I go, I know. And she's <laughs> like, are you sure? And I go, yeah. And she goes, you do understand. I get people here that are 6'4", fucking big beards, you know, bikers, uh-huh. fucking huge motherfuckers, and they come here in a little scooter. You know that, right? <laughs> like nobody, I haven't seen anybody do this. And I was like, I had no idea about that, but thank you for the information. Anyways, when it was my turn, 
I'm not even kidding. The security guard and fucking you had an audience. Yeah, I had an audience. <laughs> and I've I've never done this on the street light. And I did it. I nailed it. After Sweet. after I did the first circle, after I did the little, you know, fucking Serpentine. Sm- yeah, serpentine, whatever you want to call it. And then as soon as I did the first circle, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like they just left and then I just kept doing it. And actually the only thing I had an issue with it wasn't an issue, but I almost slipped. Is you have to go through like first through fifth gear within like ten feet, so you got to be like pop 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 oh, pop, pop pop pop, you know, yeah. real quick without the engine shutting on you. Uh-huh. And there was just a moment. I don't know if it was me or it's just naturally when you do that, that's gonna happen. And that was it. But um, but you'd be surprised. My point is, you'd be fucking surprised how well balanced these bikes are. You can literally turn the wheel all the way, tap your brake, kind of hold your brake down because you're. Back brake makes the bike straighten out, mm-hmm. and you could just give it a little gas, and you could do circles all day, all fucking day. Like people are like, "Oh my god, you ride crazy on the street club." I'm like, "It's the bike, <laughs> you know." Like a big part of it's the bike because I couldn't do that on on a soft tail deluxe mm-hmm. or, you know, the Dyna low riders are fine. They have a good fork rake, so you know it's more they they, ha- they have decent handling. But I don't think I never tried to do that circle on a Dyna, mm-hmm. and there goes the other line. Ghosts. Now it gets dark. Well, Jarek, we did an hour. Um, let, let's give your um, your Instagram account one more time. Um, JG1904. And then if you want to give any safety advice or any tips on riding or anything you want to close off with, please do. Safety advice. Just expect everyone to wrong you. Mm. Don't expect anyone to ever see you. Expect them all to cut in front of you, cut you off, and that should take care of a lot of things, a lot of surprises. I Just like, expect it. I like it. Nobody will see you. Nobody Absolutely. sees you. That's guaranteed. Well, Jack, thank you for coming. We'll have you back on soon. Absolutely. And, uh, Thanks for you. having me. Of course, brother. Thanks for coming out. Until then, see you next time. Sounds good. See ya. And that's a wrap. Again, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, check out the Instagram at Ride Boundless. Uh, Give me your feedback. Send me your feedback. If you have any guests in mind that you would like to hear here on the Ride Boundless podcast, please let me know. You can send me an email at rideboundless at gmail or contact me through social media. Again, ride safe, ride hard, ride boundless. Till next time.